Matthew chapter 26. Begin reading with verse number 19. Matthew 26 and 19. This is, this is the Passover, the last moments leading up to this week we're about to celebrate. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, somebody say, then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Judas, which, which what? What tense is that word? Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said. I don't know if I should call this preaching or just talk to you. We'll see. But I want to talk to you tonight on this subject. A shovel or a magnifying glass? A shovel or a magnifying glass? Lord, your presence is in this place in such a special way. Those that are responsible share in the responsibility of this evening, Lord, have picked up on it hours ago before we ever got here. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think that's by chance. God, I believe we are in such a significant season. We have experienced you working and moving and ministering to us in a very powerful, clear way over the course of the last several months. And I know that work is not done. I know the season we're in is not done. And I pray this evening, God, that you would use me as a conduit, that you would speak to us. Lord, there are many There are so many that to the best of my ability, to the best of the spiritual discernment that I believe I have, have responded in such a positive way to the word that was spoken to us last Sunday morning. So I pray, God, that you would use tonight to help them, Lord, to to solidify and settle the attitude and the spirit that is needed to be able to experience everything that you want to do in and through them, Lord. 
Father, I pray if there are those tonight that have yet to really respond and heed the word that you spoke to us last Sunday morning, that this would be another opportunity, another chance. You're a God of mercy. You're a God of grace. You said in your word you take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, that even those who deserve punishment, even those that deserve to die, when they die, you don't rejoice in their death. So I pray that grace and mercy would work in this place tonight. I submit myself to you, Lord, to be a vessel that you can use. I trust you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm pretty sure that those disciples were not expecting the words that came out of Jesus to be the words that came out of his mouth. That someone here in this group of twelve, he wasn't speaking to a multitude that day. He wasn't speaking to just any group of people. It wasn't just a crowd of curiosity seekers who had gathered together to hear what he had to say, or perhaps they'd get to see a miracle done. These were his closest followers. And to the twelve closest people to them, he turns and he says, one of you is going to betray me. One of you, not somebody from the outside, not somebody from the multitude of the crowd, but, but one of you is going to betray me. I'm afraid that if that same thing happened today, the response may have been something more like this. James may have leaned over to John and said, hey John, I bet you it's Peter. He's always popping off at the mouth. I don't know if we can trust him. I I, I think it's probably Peter. Andrew may have leaned over to Peter and said, Hey Peter, what do you want to bet? It's Matthew. You know those tax collectors. I don't think you can trust them. Somebody else may have chimed in and said, you know what, I think it might be Judas. Thomas probably responded and said, I doubt it. (laughs) I didn't know if I'd get a response on that one or not. There's no way it could be Judas because Judas is the one he trusted to take care of the money, so I'm pretty sure it's not Judas. I thought this was a very appropriate shovel to bring since it's very nicely decorated and painted. This is actually my shovel from the groundbreaking last year. Because some of us, if we're not careful, that's what we bring with us. We do a really good job of shoveling it off. 
to somebody else. We do a really good job of deflecting what is said, what is preached, the challenges. That, that's, that's what the response was had they had begun to say. Had they have begun to point fingers, they would have gotten out their shovels. How many times, and we've all done it, there's no way you haven't done it at some point. I'm not saying you or I do it all the time, but I'm pretty sure if you've been around very long, if you have much spiritual maturity at all, even though maybe this is a sign of spiritual immaturity, but don't tell me there haven't been some times where you sat when the message was being preached and a word was going forth, and in your mind you were either trying to sit there and figure out wonder who he's preaching to tonight. wonder who that word is for. Or worse, boy, I know. We're not just shoveling it and throwing it. We're shoveling it. We know, boy, I hope they're listening. I hope they know God's talking to them. But Jesus said to that group of 12 people, there's somebody in this group that is going to betray me. But rather than the response I just gave to you, the response was, is it me? Is it me, Lord, you're talking to? Am I the one in this group that's about to betray you? The psalmist said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my ways. See, not if there be any wicked way in my brother. Not if there be any wicked way in my sister, in my friends, in my family. But see if there is any wicked way. I started to say sister before I turned to you, my bad. See, God, 11 guys who I'm pretty sure knew were not about to betray him all began to ask the question, Is it me? Is it me? Am I the one? Am I the one that's going to betray you? Every, verse 22 says, every one of them, every one of them, except as we'll find out, we already read it, but I'll point it back out to you in a second. Actually, it was at this point only 11 of them. It was only 11 of them initially that began to say, is it me? Is it me, Lord? Am I the one that's going to betray you? Am I the one you're talking to? Is it me? Interestingly enough, the one who was going to betray him, who already had betrayed him, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very clear on the account that prior to this meal, prior to the Last Supper, Judas had already had an encounter with the chief priest. Everything was already in motion. 
This wasn't a matter of him sitting there in this last supper trying to figure out, am I going to do this? He had already done it. And yet when the Lord says to that group, somebody here is going to betray me, it's everybody but the one who's betrayed him that begins to ask, is it me, Lord? What happens when words like last Sunday morning go forth? What what happens when you encounter messages like that? What's the response? Do you get your shovel out and begin to figure out who is God talking to? Or is there something that says, Lord, let's, let's make sure. Take a really close look. I, I don't want you just to skim over me and scan over me, God. But, but I want to know, is it me? Is there something in me? Is there something that I don't see? I, 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 part of me doesn't understand how 11 of them begin to ask the question, except I've watched it time and time again in my 30 years of preaching where you've preached a message of convi- conviction and had a burden for a group of people you were preaching to and feel like there were some people, individuals that you felt a burden for that needed to respond and you do everything you can. You preach your heart out. You preach your guts out and you give an altar call and they sit there and they do nothing and then you give the altar call and people that if I had to stand before God and give an account for them I'm ready I'm ready I'm happy, God, I'm, I'm happy to stand next to so-and-so and give a report for them. And they're the first ones to get up out of their seat, make their way down to the altar. Sometimes I've wanted, I mean, sometimes I've wanted to tell them, sit down. Go sit down because your response is causing somebody else to justify their lack of response. Well, I guess that's the one. I guess that's the one God was talking to. What you don't understand is you've got your shovel out, but they've got their magnifying glass out. David wasn't the man he was because he was perfect. David did not end up with the legacy he ended up with because he did it all right. In fact, we know some of David's big mistakes. We know he messed up. And when he messed up, he messed up big. But David became who he was because he was willing for God to put a searchlight on him. For God to search every area of his heart. And that's why he ended up with the legacy he ended up with. Here's something that's very interesting. Verse 22, as the leaven began to respond, and again verse 25 says, Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? And so the, the, the eleven were talking in verse 22, and then finally Judas responds. But notice this in verse 22. They were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? But watch Judas' response. 
Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? The eleven said, Lord, is it I? Judas says, Master, is it I? It's not a coincidence. It's not just the English translators picking two different words because it's a different Greek word in each one of these verses. Verse number 22, the 11, the 11 who had the magnifying glass turned on them say, Lord, is it I? The word Lord there is the word kurios. It means supreme in authority, i.e. as controller, a controller, (laughs) supreme in authority. Thayer's Greek lexicon says, he to whom a person or thing belongs, about which he has the power of deciding, master or lord, he to whom a person or thing belongs. The eleven who weren't about to betray him said to their, their, their supreme, the one who was supreme in authority, the one that they were absolutely fully submitted to, the, the one that they belonged to, Lord, is it me? The one who was about to betray him said, Master. The word master there is simply the word rabbi. It means my master, i.e. rabbi as an official title of honor. Thayer's Greek lexicon says it means my great one, my honorable sir. Rabbi, a title with which the Jews were accustomed to address their teachers. The eleven say, Lord, the one that we belong to. The one who is supreme ruler of our lives. Is it me? Am I the one? And the one who is the one responds, and and I think you could almost take it as sort of a snarky kind of thing. Master, hey master, the eleven said, Lord, supreme ruler of my life, the one I belong to, the one I'm surrendered to, the one I've completely given my life to, is it me? Am I the one? But the guilty one says, Hey, rabbi, teacher, hey, teach. Hey, teacher, is it me? Almost, it's almost like it was a daring. Am I the one? It's almost like there was this sense of obligation. Everybody else is saying something. And, And can you imagine as Judas is sitting there knowing what he's already done and then watching and listening to their response? I think it could have gone a couple different ways. I think on one hand his response, it could have been a bit convicting. 
as he watches men that he knows are not the one respond with such concern. The flip side is, I think, he probably could have sat there and on the inside kind of been laughing and snickering. (laughs) Knowing, knowing that he had already taken the steps to betray him. What kind of response kind of response do you have? What kind of response when the word goes forth? Is it, is it getting your golden shovel out? And I know, again, please hear me. What an amazing response. And, 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 and again, Sunday night, we came in here last Sunday night and it was just, it was just, God was just saying, hey, let me show you how I feel about what you've done. I don't know about you, I don't want that to be a one-time thing. I don't want that to just be a momentary thing in my life. Because the problem is, the more you get used to using the shovel, the more you use the shovel. The more stuff that God's trying to say to you, and you shovel off to somebody else, the easier it becomes to get hard and calloused. I almost, uh, I, I was kind of back and forth between whether or not I wanted to use a shovel and a magnifying glass or if I wanted to shoot, use a shovel and a, and a, and a uh, what do you call those, the metal rakes, I guess metal rakes. <laughs> Take that metal rake and you can bear down on the ground. You begin to break up hardened ground so that when the seed is sown, it is prepared and ready to receive the word so that something can happen. I, I, I want that to be my primary tool. That's what I want to be my garden tool that I most use. I don't want it to be a shovel where I'm giving everything to everybody else, but I want to be plowing up the fallow ground. God, if there's something you're saying, I I don't want to sit here and think, you know what, I'm all good. I know that's not me, because there, there may be some things about me you see that I don't see. There may be some things about me you know that I don't know. So God, please don't just look at me on a surface glance. I want you to look deeply. Is it me, God? I I, I wonder, God, if it's if it's not me right now, I don't want there to be anything in me right now that in the future it could be me. Is it I? Is it I? Barnes' note says this, Judas only was silent and was the last to make the inquiry and that after he had been plainly pointed out, And that after he had been plainly pointed out, thus showing, number one, that guilt is slow to suspect itself. Number two, that it shrinks from the light. Number three, that it is, that it was his purpose to conceal his intention. And number four, that nothing but the consciousness that his Lord knew his design could induce him to make inquiry. The only thing that finally 
motivated Judas to say something was, he's got me. That was it. The only thing that caused Judas to finally speak up was, you know what, everybody else, I I don't want my trip to the altar. I don't want my trips to the altar to be peer pressure. I don't want my trips to, to the altar to be, you know what, everybody else is going to the altar. Uh, everybody else is going to pray. I don't want anybody to think badly of me, so I better go. I, I don't want that to be my motive for going to the altar. I want my motive for going to the altar to be God. One more time, I just got to be safe. One more time, God, I just got to make sure. Is it me, God? Is it anything in me? Is there anything hiding? Is there anything lurking in the corners of my heart and my life, God? Is it me? Come on, we live in a victim-minded world. We live in a victim mentality world where it's always everybody else's fault. Every issue, every problem, we point fingers. Every time there's a disagreement, every time there's conflict, we point fingers at somebody else. And we do the same thing in the body. We get involved in in difficult relationships in the body. Things go wrong. And if we're not careful, we get out our shovel and we just put the blame on somebody else. But oh God, help us. Help us rather than trying to figure out who it is. Help us just to open up our hearts, God. Is it me, God? Am I the one? Is it me standing in the need of prayer? I don't want a finger-pointing attitude. I don't want a finger-pointing mentality. I want a mentality like those 11. Is it me, God? I I just got to make sure. I don't think it's me, God. I don't think I'm about to betray you. I don't think I'm about to sell you out, but I just want to make sure. Is it me, Lord? Come on, I feel like I've, I've got more in the notes, but if I don't preach anything else, that's okay. I got more in my notes. If I get there, fine, but most importantly is for God to have His way. Come on, I feel like, and I mean this extremely positively, I feel like as a result of last Sunday morning, we are in a very vulnerable place. We're in a very vulnerable place. And again, I mean that with the utmost positivity. I mean that in the sense there's an openness that we've got. There, there's a transparency that we've got. Haramashandaya. <laughs> Come on, this was, this was basically the difference between Saul and David. You want to know the difference between Saul and David's legacy? I, I think in essence it was this. Saul had an attitude of, 
of, of justification, self-justification. Saul had an attitude, a response of excuses. When he was confronted by the prophet, all Saul wanted to do was make excuses. And, and he had reasons. And to be honest, from a natural perspective, they seemed like good reasons. They seemed like good excuses. But the problem was Saul didn't just respond with an attitude of repentance. But when David was confronted by Nathan, when David had his faults pointed out, David said, I've sinned. David went to prayer and began to pray Psalms 51, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Wash me with hyssop. Let me be clean. David said against thee and thee only have I sinned. It's not about anybody else, God. It's about you. It's not about what anybody else thinks, God. It's about what you think. It's not about what anybody else feels, God. It's about what do you feel. Oh God, give us an is it I attitude. Give us an is it I spirit, God. Give us a heart that says search me. Oh God, don't let us have a heart that says it's somebody else. It's, it's not me you're talking to, God. I'm not the problem here. I'm not the one with the issue. It's, it's somebody else. God, give us an is it I attitude. Please hear me. Please hear me. I, I, I don't mean this to sound unkind, but I think for the majority of you here this evening, this is not a word of rebuke. This is not a word of correction. This is a word of solidifying, solidifying the attitude and the spirit you had. I've already said it, and I'm going to say it again. I do feel down in my spirit there's somebody that still needs a course correction. There's somebody that still needs to respond properly to what the Holy Ghost said to us last week. But the great majority of you tonight, it's not about a course correction. It's just about making up your mind. I want to live. I want to maintain an attitude, a spirit that always says, God, is it me? I just want to make sure. God, I don't think it's me. I don't think I'm the one you're talking to, but I just got to be sure. I don't want to take it for granted. I don't want to deceive myself into thinking I'm okay and I'm, I'm, I'm all good when you're trying to talk to me, God. I know the word last Sunday morning was was more about spiritual authority. But I'm going to say this. There's some of you sitting here tonight. You've got some issues in your family. Maybe it's your marriage or maybe it's between you and your children or between you and your parents. And I'm challenging some of you tonight. Would you sit here and would you say, God, is it me? Am I the one in this relationship? And I, am I the one in this, in this situation, God? I, I've been pointing fingers at my spouse. I've been pointing fingers at my kids. I've been pointing fingers at my parents. I've been pointing fingers at my siblings. But God, is it I? 
Is it me, God? I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure, God. Oh, Jesus. I think if those 11 men who were pretty certain they weren't about to betray him, if those 11 men were asking the question, then it stands to reason you and I ought to be quick to respond with soul searching. Search me, God. God, I want to make sure. I just want to be safe, God. I don't want to take it for granted that it's just somebody else if you're really trying to talk to me. Search me, God. Search me, God. Search me, God. I don't want to sit around waiting on you to search everybody else. I don't want to sit around waiting on you to straighten everybody else out. God, search me, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you're just waiting on the next thing, this, this might be the next thing. Come on, if you're just gonna if you're just waiting to see where it goes next, what happens next, this this might be all the next there is. Come on, I know many of you are already doing it, but would you some form, some fashion, search me, God. Search me, God, search me, God. Forgive me, God, for always trying to get you to search my brother and search my sister. Is it me, Lord? Is it me, Lord? Ramando Robo Koshe Yekiya Rata Bahaya. 
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Haya Rabba Koshatala, Ila Mando Roboko Satarabai. Eki Alaraboko Rotobo Shataya. In the name of Jesus. 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 Ikarabo satalama. Ikialarabaha shataya. Ikialaramondo roboko shataya. Thank you, Lord.
the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, <clears throat> I, I feel like, I feel like the, the primary context of and I know many of you that weren't here in the building last Sunday morning, you've, you've watched or listened to the message. But I, feel, I feel like the primary context, the primary response of that was, a, was more of a vertical response. And again, what, a, what an amazing response. And I don't mean just based on the people I had communion. I just, I mean the spirit. But I, I feel like, and, and I think I think this is the last thing in my part, and, and I'm done. Ushers will be at the doors when we, whenever we dismiss, you can give. Worship the Lord with your giving as you're leaving. But I feel like now that we've been vertical, there's a need to go horizontal. And I want to, I've used this before, don't ask me why I'm using it again. You'll understand, I think, what I mean by that in just a moment. I am a, I'm one of those clean freaks, neat freaks, whatever you want to call it. I don't like camping, I don't like roughing it. I went to camp, youth camp, as a kid, as a teenager. The fact that I went just shows you how much I valued my friends and I think some level of hunger for God. I, I, I don't know how many young people go to camp driven first and foremost by hunger for God. I didn't, so you may. And, uh, I man, I, I stayed in rooms with guys that, Brother Barr, their clothes would be all over the dirty floor. 
clean clothes, just out of their suitcase on the floor. I, I, I don't want to, you know, give TMI here, but when I went to the shower facilities, I had flip-flops on almost the entire time. Guys out walking around in the bathroom and their bare feet freshly showered. I'm just like, whew. And so I, I, I take cleanliness. I know the Bible doesn't tell us cleanliness is next to godliness, but I mean, I... And, and so... It was always, I think y'all can tell, those of you that still go to camp can testify to this. I don't understand this, but there's always some kids at camp that apparently are unfamiliar with what a shower is, the purpose of it. And the first day or so, that's not too much of a big deal, I guess. But as the week goes on, it's summertime, you're playing sports, you're doing all kinds of stuff. That really becomes a problem. And uh, back in the day when I went to camp, we had choir. And the services at night, actually, there was more adults usually in a service than there was campers. And so everybody sang in the choir. It was a part of the afternoon. And for some reason, I don't know whose brilliant idea this was, but choir practice was always right after recreation in the middle of the summer. So there was, there was this, this was, I'm pretty sure this was my last year of going to camp, so I was like 18 years old, and uh, we were at choir practice in the afternoon, and we're sitting there, and I don't remember, it was one of the ladies' groups were working on their part, and the guys weren't working on their part, so we were just kind of sitting there, and I'm sitting there, just kind of, you know, a little bit tired from the week, and I'm like, and one of those people who don't know where the showers are are somewhere nearby me. I was getting this whiff that was just like, it was almost nauseating. I'm, and I'm thinking, man, somebody, this, this, is, this is sad. Somebody here needs to, they need a lesson in hygiene. I'm sitting there, and everything's going on around me. And pre-COVID, I had a really good sniffer. It doesn't work quite as well now. I didn't think I was affected, but I've now learned I am. And I sat there, and after a few moments... I began to hone in on the source of that smell. And much, much to my dismay, I began to realize that's my shoes. I am the one who's sitting here stinking. 
It's not all the other people around me that I've been judging for not using the shower all week that smell. It's my shoes. I left that choir practice. Angie and I were dating at that time. And I went to her and I said, I need you to do me a favor my mother, I was very spoiled. My mother did my laundry. It was a wonderful thing. I said, I, I need you to take my shoes and go put them in the washing machine and wash my shoes because my shoes stink. I use that story at the risk of in this atmosphere that we're in being too frivolous because I feel like there's a few folks that are walking around and you're blaming some other people that they hadn't been to the showers all week. And the real source of the smell is you. We, we are professionals at picking out all the flaws and mistakes and failures of everybody else. We do it in our marriages. We do it in our relationships with parents and children. And parents are absolutely perfect, never do anything wrong, never make any mistakes. As my dad would say, sarcasm alert. So I'm really not, uh, if you choose to do this in the next few moments, that's, that's between you and God. If you, and that is, if you, if you choose to go to somebody, and if you need to, do it. But I don't, I, that's not what I really feel led to ask right now. What I feel led to ask is that, for the next few moments, especially if you've got some relation, maybe it's ministry relationships, maybe it's the team, the ministry team you're on, the the oikos you're in, the people you lead, or the people that are leading you, or again, families and other relationships where some things are just not quite right right now. I wonder if you'd take a few more moments and I know there's not a great overwhelming emotion and feeling, but maybe somebody else make another trip or a trip to this altar. Say, God, I've been so focused on everybody else changing. I've been so focused on picking out the flaws and the failures and the mistakes of everybody else that I haven't realize that there's some stuff in me. I wonder, and again, I believe some of you have already gone horizontal in relationships as a result of last Sunday morning, but I wonder between what God has done here since last Sunday, if we would also give a same kind of response in our horizontal relationships. I wonder what level 
that would take us to. And in light of the word that the Lord just spoke to us, some of you have let some really petty things become major things. Some of you have let some stuff that's really not that big of a deal become more and more and more of a big deal. And I believe God wants to completely, thoroughly wash and cleanse us. Would you bow your heads and again, I know there's not necessarily some overwhelming emotion right now, but I wonder if we could give one more response to this as the same response that's already happened in this place this evening. Is it me, God? Lord, in the relationships and the, the ministry teams that I'm a part of, and the, I've been smelling something and I just I thought it was everybody else, but am I the one, God? Am I, am I the source? Am I the one that's in the need of letting some things go, of being purged and cleansed and purified of some things? In the name of Jesus. 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 Elamando robo koseye ki alaramando robo shatala bahaya. Elamando robo koseye arabakayando robo shatabahaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, give me eyes to see clearly, God. Give me eyes to see myself clearly, God. I don't want to look at myself, Lord, through filters that always make me look right, always make me seem like I'm in the right, never in the wrong. I want to see clearly, God. I want to see clearly. Ikaramando roboko seye alalabahaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Alamondo roboko seye alalabahaya. Ikaramando roboko seye arabahaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Karabando Lobo Koshe Alarabahaya. Kayarabaka Sando Robo Koshe. Ikaramando lobo shatarabai.
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 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 Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. And with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you, Lord, prepare to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true and with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary for you, O Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true and with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary for you, O Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true and with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. 
myself to Thee. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Let Your Spirit move through me. Here I am, here I am, Lord, here I am. I give all myself to Thee, here I am. Here I am, Lord, here I am. Let your Spirit move through me. Here I am. If that's your prayer tonight, would you stand and lift your hands and sing it with me? Here I am, Lord, here I am, I give all myself to Thee, here I am, here I am. I am. Let your spirit move through me. Here I am. Oh, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to Thee. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Let Your Spirit Move through me here. I'm not trying to drag this out, but I feel like there's just one more wave of the Holy Ghost trying to sweep through this place. Here I am, Lord. Oh, here I am. I give all myself to Thee, here I am, here I am, Lord, here I am, let Your 
your spirit move through me. Here I am. Oh, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to Thee. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Let your spirit move through me. Here I am. Oh, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to Thee. Here I am, here I am, Lord, here I am. Let your Spirit move through me. Here I am, oh, here I am, Lord, here I am. I give all myself to Thee. Here I am, here I am, Lord, here I am. Oh, let your spirit move through me. Here I am. Oh, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to Thee. Here I am, here I am, Lord, here I am. Let your Spirit move through me here. I am, oh, here I am, Lord, 
Here I am. I give all myself to Thee. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Let your spirit move through me. Here I am. Would you be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now? Come on, I really am not trying to drag this out just to drag it out. But there's just a little bit more the Holy Ghost is trying to do in this place right now. Some of you have already responded to the leading of the Spirit, but I need a few more of you right now. There's some people, there's a few people throughout this sanctuary. The Holy Ghost just wants to, just wants to touch a little bit more right now. Ilamando robo shata rabahaya. Ilamando robo kose ye yarata bahaya. Yaramanda yakata rialobo sata In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Ramando lobo sheki alalabahaya. Elamando robo kosata rabahashaya. Ay, aramando robo kori alamahase eki aramahay. Yalalamando robo sheye arabaki alalabahaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. We're open to you. We're yielded to you. We're transparent before you, God. Come on, the Holy Ghost is doing some deep things in this place right now. Come on, the Holy Ghost is doing some deep things right now.
Karamashata yando roboko seye. Ikalala mandari ala roboko seye. Come on, would you would you either be a receiver right now or a giver? Come on, be a receiver or a giver. Don't don't just check out. If you need to be receiving something, receive. Come on, if you need to be receiving, go ahead and receive. But if you don't need to receive right now, would you be a giver? Would you be a conduit? Come on, if you need God to pour into you, let Him pour into you. If you need God to do something for you right now, let Him do it for you. But if you don't need something for yourself, would you let God use you to minister to somebody else? Come on, I, I, I promise you, I thought I was about to dismiss. I was about to let you go, but the Holy Ghost has just moved in this place again. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I believe there's some restoration taking place in this place right now. I believe there's some significant refreshing and renewing taking place right now. Come on, the last couple of services have, have helped us to, to open up to God in some ways we may not have opened up to Him in a little while. Hayatolomosata Ayakaranda Bahaye Iloromoshata Yando Robosata Labaha. Hayaramando Loboshe Kiarabahaya. Lord, you're the great physician. You're the great physician. You know exactly what we need. You know exactly how to do what we need. Let those, let those nail-scarred hands, let those nail-scarred hands 
work in that loving, kind way that only you know how to do, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need to go, you can go, but there's just, I feel like there's just a little bit of a, just a lingering here. And if you don't have to go, maybe, maybe just a few more moments. Word of God, speak. Would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest. In your holiness, word of God, speak. Would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God, speak. Would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know. You're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God, speak. Would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know you're in this place please let me stay and rest in your holiness word of God speak pour down like rain washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God, speak. Pour down like rain. Washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God, speak, pour down like rain. 
washing my eyes your majesty to be still and know you're in this place please let me stay and rest in your holiness give us clean hands give us pure hearts let us not lift our soul to another God let us be a generation that seeks that seeks your face oh God of Jacob give us clean hands give us pure hearts let us not lift our soul to another oh God let us be a generation that seeks seeks your face oh God of Jacob so give us clean hands give us pure hearts let us not Lift our soul to another. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our soul to another. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our soul to another give us clean hands give us pure hearts let us not lift our soul to another